This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Mary Pass, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I'd like to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is William Henry, an investigative mythologist and author of many books on ancient mythology and neo-archaeology. Among many topics, we will discuss ancient stargates. They are ancient, but they are here right now. After you listen to the beginning of my conversation with William, you will come to the conclusion that there are no coincidences, and sometimes perhaps a force more powerful than anything we know or understand may be responsible for certain events. This interview, and how it came to be, must be one of the most synchronistic events I have ever witnessed. As Carl Jung would describe it, synchronicity is the experience of two or more events that are apparently casually unrelated or unlikely to occur together by chance, 
that are observed to occur together in a meaningful manner. That is exactly what happened. William Henry will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show, become a member. Just go to our website, veritasshow.com, click on the subscribe button, and instantly enjoy all of our material over 130 shows, Veritas TV, and the very exclusive Manticore Forum, where people around the world interact and post news and important information we don't have the time to discuss here. So stop waiting to listen to the entire show for the price of two cups of coffee, only $7.95 per month. You can listen to all of our material, hundreds of hours in CD audio quality, and take Veritas with you wherever you go. Subscribe today. And stop by the Veritas store, where you can get our 8GB USB drives with Seasons 1 or 2, with a lot of bonus material. Or MMS. What is MMS? Go to the past shows and listen to Jim Humble's interview entitled, Jim Humble vs. the FDA. It's one of those things that is better to have and not need, than need and not have. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website and join me on Facebook. Did you know stargates are real? Sounds crazy? Yes, it honestly does. But so does quantum cloning and teleportation. And yet, it's happening as we speak. Have you noticed how about 300 years ago, or thereabouts, all our ancient history texts were basically ruled unreliable because they mentioned supernatural events? All religious texts, many of which were historical texts that were simply labeled religious, except the hieroglyphs from ancient Egypt, were said to be falsehoods. Using the hieroglyphs, they attempted to set a timeline for ancient history, but ignored everything else. Nearly every ancient civilization refers to a place called the Underworld and a place called the Heavens, both of which appear to be more than simply metaphors for the planets and stars rising and setting into and over the horizon. The ancient Egyptians also believed in an entrance to the Underworld and a boat which traveled on heavenly waters, which carried them into the Heavens. The ancient Sumerians referred to otherworldly places which were accessed by gateways into the underworld and gates up to the heavens. Could the ancient ones, instead of traveling in ships, traveled by stargates, portals, or wormholes? Did the ancient leave stargates throughout the planet as a way to escape in the event of a major cataclysm in order to preserve the human race? This may sound like science fiction, but it is real, according to William Henry, who's coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere.
This is Nassim Harameen, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. During over 25 years of research, investigative mythologist and author William Henry has pursued a startling but undeniable fact that throughout history and across widely diverse cultures, there is an absolutely seamless tradition of the existence of portals and gateways to the stars, which have been preserved in the art and myths of each era and place. Advanced beings that came from the light of the vastness of the Milky Way and beyond, they'd so through these gateways. They left the secrets of these stargate ways for us to discover, along with the keys for transforming ourselves into beings of light in order to travel these gates. William explores the lost secrets of this gate and these star beings in his books and DVDs, including his latest presentation, Soul Rising, The Awakening, The Transformation, The Ascension. You can learn more about William Henry by visiting his website, williamhenry.net. And directly from Nashville, Tennessee, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, William Henry. Hello, William, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Uh, Very well, Mel. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And William, before we start, I have to share a story of synchronicity with you and the audience, because once all of you hear how this interview came about, you will come to the conclusion that this interview was neither accidental nor incidental. William Henry is here today for a reason. And you are listening to us for a reason, too. Last Sunday, William, I received a message from the guest who was supposed to be here today, stating that a personal matter had come up and he needed to reschedule. I had his uh, books, so I was getting ready to start reading them. Instead, I started watching the TV series Stargate Universe after Mm -hmm. I was told that he was not going to be available. Bear in mind, I saw the movie in the 90s, but had never watched any of the Stargate TV series. At any rate, I watched a few episodes, and in one Their spaceship is heading toward a sun, and the occupants of the ship are getting ready to die, thinking that uh, what happens when you crash on on the sun. Well, the ship actually went to the sun to recharge its batteries, and it went through it like a stargate. Then I started thinking of NASA and the Soho images we have seen lately, where you see large objects going in and out of the sun. The first person I thought of when I saw that episode was William Henry, because I know you discuss ancient stargates, and I said to myself, I wonder what William Henry would say about this episode on the sun being a stargate. Fast (laughs) forward to the next morning. I started writing my to-do list, and the first item was, find a replacement for this week's show. As I'm getting ready to start emailing prospective guests in the hopes of filling the week spot, I hadn't even started yet. Out of the blue, I received a message from William Henry stating, hello, Mel. I would love to come on your show to discuss ancient stargates, unquote. My mouth dropped, folks. I hadn't even (laughs) written to William. What are the chances? And furthermore, I was booked for the next six weeks, so I asked William if he could take this week's spot. And lucky for us, he did. Isn't this a great synchronicity story? And how do you explain this, William? Are we telepathic and don't even know it? Yeah, I guess uh, my higher self or your higher self got in touch with mine and said, let's have a meet. So worked out beautifully. That's a great story, Mel. And I like you. I don't watch that uh, TV program either, so it's kind of funny. Before we start, and since this is your first time on the show, give us some background of yourself and how you started researching all the topics you discuss. Well, I started in 1982. I was uh, then a sophomore at a small Southern Baptist college here in Nashville. I wasn't, wasn't raised in a religious background. I went to a Southern Baptist school because they 
they had a program, a music business program. They would train you to uh, go to work on Music Row here in Nashville or out to Hollywood and that sort of thing. My my ambition was to be an entertainment lawyer. And while I was in my sophomore year, uh, because it was a Southern Baptist college, we had to take Bible study classes. And I, I didn't know anything about the Bible, so it was kind of a fresh take for me. But our professor assigned us to review a book whose implications would impact Christianity. So off to the bookstore I went. This is September 1982, and there's a brand new international best-selling book sitting on the shelf, Holy Blood, Holy Grail. And I pick up that book, and it starts talking about the crucifixion of Jesus being a carefully scripted drama, a hoax. Jesus survived the crucifixion, went to a small village in southern France, and left uh, perhaps a legacy there, maybe some kind of treasure associated with them or some esoteric knowledge long lost. And I was instantly hooked. I wrote a 44-page review of the book. I was flunked by my professor who sat me down and said, sure, you want to go to a <laughs> Southern Baptist college agreeing with this kind of trash? Right. And I'm like, yep, this is it. I mean, it was like a Star Trek tractor beam came out of that book and just locked on to me. I ended up going to that small village half a dozen times in the intervening years and started writing books about it and befriended a couple of the authors of that book, Richard Lee, Henry Lincoln. And it just launched me on this quest, this realization that there's there's these parallel tracks. You have the the the, the traditional mainstream story or version of history and some of history's greatest figures, and then you have the, the real story, the parallel story, the mystery or esoteric track. And I jumped tracks, went over onto that side looking for these mysteries and haven't stopped since. And you are in the middle of the Bible Belt as we speak. I am in the buckle of the Bible Belt, <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. That's right. More Bibles come out of Nashville than anywhere, including Jerusalem or Rome. It is the center for the word on the planet. It's kind of uh, kind of remarkable. But it's also the only city in the world, to my knowledge, that has copies or replicas of two pagan temples from the ancient world, one being Pallas Athena's Parthenon, which we have a scale replica of the Parthenon, accurate to an eighth of an inch, including a 42-foot-tall statue, the tallest indoor statue in the Western world, a statue of Pallas Athena, completely covered in gold. And then we have at the base of our capital this 2,200-foot-long magician's rod that's laid out and growing on 19 acres that uses all this ancient Egyptian temple technology to create uh, just a magnificent park. I call it Stargate Park because it literally is a, it's a, it's a portal of some kind. It's extraordinary. You talk about portals and Stargates. To me, these were terms of science fiction in the past, but according to you, they are not. Tell us what your definition of a Stargate is, and is this the same as a portal or a wormhole? Yeah, great question. I define a Stargate on three different levels. First, a Stargate is the connection from the heart of one sun or star to another star or star system. A Stargate then on Earth is a place on Earth, a piece of real estate where the energy from a star or star system saturates the ground and identifies that place with that particular star system. The Great Pyramid of Giza is a very good example of that. The third definition of a stargate is that it's a literally a, a, a portal, a transportation portal, a traversable wormhole is a connecting link from between these star systems or perhaps from a planet to another planet. So yes, the, a portal, a wormhole, a stargate, all those terms are interchangeable. And in fact, the ancient record is 
loaded with references specifically to gates to the stars. The pyramid texts of ancient Egypt explicitly describe the gods coming and going through gateways or portals. Uh, the artwork in the in the temples of ancient Egypt are explicit in this recognition or understanding that the ancient gods were light beings who traversed the stars and what they referred to as ships of eternity or the ark of the millions of years. And when you look at their depictions of the ship of eternity or the ark of the millions of years, it's a U-shaped boat with lotus uh, blossoms on either side that resemble identically the way modern science portrays a wormhole. And it was based on that similarity that provoked me to say, well, wait a minute, could it be that the ancients knew all about this, as their texts suggest and their artwork suggests as well, but they didn't call it a stargate or a wormhole, they called it the ship of eternity. So that's the kind of the basis for uh, this this hypothesis or theory, if you will, that the ancients knew all about stargates and portals and left us a huge legacy for us to rediscover. If this is reality, who is keeping the secret? And is it the military industrial complex? And if so, are they using it? That's a complicated question. Um, let me answer it this way. I, I'm not convinced that the military industrial complex controls stargates there's a lot of talk out there that that they actually do are they seeking the secrets of these stargates without question in my view and we can talk about uh, why I believe that but let me just back up just for a second here and recognize that the the idea for the traversable wormhole was practically invented by dr. Carl Sagan who was writing his novel first about first contact which he called Contact, which was later right. made into the movie with Jody Foster, excuse me, Jody Foster, right. um, and launched the kind of the gospel of the Stargate. Both Stargate, or excuse me, both the movie Contact, Sagan's novel, and the TV series Contact or Stargate are militaristic views of the Stargate, and they they fancy a or feature the, the concept of some kind of a technology that can be used to to open up a a hyperdimensional gateway that might lead to the center of the galaxy in the case of contact leads all over the, the, the galaxy in the case of uh, Stargate. So thank you for listening to unlock the full two hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more subscribe to Veritas plus now gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at VeritasRadio.com Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at VeritasRadio.com Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at VeritasRadio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know.
What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at VeritasRadio.com.